When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think for me, like morphed into, into different facets of my running career from being competitive and really training hard and wanting to achieve certain goals when I was younger to now just wanting to stay healthy and fit. You know, running is a big part of my identity and um, it has been for, you know, 45 years. So um, and now in my professional life, it is as well because being the co-founder of Power Bar and that whole creating a, a category of food for runners basically into Jambar, which you know Jambar really is an athletic product and, um, and what that means so women's running running women's running stories I'm Jenny Maxwell. I'm the CEO and founder of Jambar. Yes, in this episode, you are going to hear the running story of Jennifer Maxwell, who is also a food scientist and nutritionist. And yes, she is the founder of Jambar, a relative newcomer to the energy bar market. And the name Jambar is a nod to Jennifer's passion for drumming. Jambar, you know, like jam session. And while Jambar is new to the energy bar sector, Jennifer Maxwell is definitely not. She is also the co-founder of Power Bar, which she launched with her late husband, Brian Maxwell, back in 1986. And not only did the couple found an energy bar company, they founded the entire energy bar category. Before Power Bar, there were no energy bars. And of course, for Jennifer, being a runner was a big part of what drew her to this business. But before we hear more from Jennifer, I want to welcome you to Women's Running Stories. I am Cherie Louise Turner, and I am your host and producer. And up top here, I want to make a couple of recommendations of other podcasts that I know you will enjoy. The first one is the Masters of Running podcast hosted by Niall Power. This podcast comes out of Ireland, which of course is close to my heart because it is my new home. And in the Masters of Running podcast, Niall features some of the top Masters runners in the world. I really like his interviewing style, and I just love hearing from other Masters racers who continue to push their boundaries. A recent episode that I really liked was a dual interview that Niall did with Sue McDonald and Terry Howell. Sue is one of the best Masters track racers in the world, and in fact, she just set a couple of world records at the age of 60. And her coach, Terry Howell, he comes with years of experience. In the interview, they approach Sue's racing from sort of both perspectives, from the runner's perspective and the coach's perspective. And yeah, I thought it was great. So Go give that a listen and let me know what you think. I also want to let you know that Women's Running Stories is part of the Evergreen Network of Podcasts, 
And another show in the network that I want to recommend is The Planted Runner. It is hosted by Coach Claire Bartholik, and every week Claire dives into an aspect of training and racing that you can apply to your own running journey. I always find useful takeaways from Claire's episodes, and I really liked her episode where she actually dove into her own running story and talked about how she went from being not a runner at all to running a sub three-hour marathon in her 40s. Give it a listen. I'll link to it in the show notes. Now on to Jennifer Maxwell's episode. So yes, Jennifer has been around the running world in the energy bar business since the 80s, but her relationship to running started long before that. And it is Jennifer's ever-evolving relationship with running that is the thread of her story. How running has been a part of the fabric of her life, almost her entire life. I mean, what really struck me about talking to Jennifer is how running has changed and morphed in her life to suit her needs at any given time. And her needs have changed dramatically over the years. Jennifer has experienced very high highs and very low lows. In particular, as I said earlier, Jennifer co-founded Power Bar with her late husband, Brian Maxwell. He died tragically in 2004. This was just four years after Jennifer and Brian had sold Power Bar. It had gotten bought by Nestle. And when Brian passed, the youngest of the Maxwell's six children was less than a year old. It was a really, really tough time. But as she had been doing since she was a child, Jennifer kept running. And so let's hear her running story. Let's hear from Jennifer about how running has served as part of her identity, as a bedrock of her life, through it all, since she was really young. So yeah, here to tell the story is Jennifer Maxwell. I was still a child and began running with my mother, then took it up you know, on my own, ran through high school and college. And so I really identified myself as a runner from a very young age. So when you're forming your identity, it's like, who, what do you, what you want to do with your life? What's important to you? Um, who do you choose as your friends? Um, you know, uh, what goals do you have? You know, and so all of those questions as you're going through your, your early teens, um, you know, even though running may just be a, something you do occasionally or it's something you want to do professionally, right? There's different levels. It's some. It's it's a, it's um part of who you are that you do wear them. You wear it on the inside with your heart and your soul, but you also wear it on the outside when you put on your running clothes, right? You may be getting the sense that running was more than just a casual interest for the young Jennifer Maxwell, who started this pursuit when she was twelve, and almost immediately she took to racing. I started pretty young. I ran a marathon when I was thirteen. <laughs> I finished in my first marathon, I finished in 325, three hours and 25. I was a little teeny little girl, I was tiny. And I ended up running a little faster, I'm at a 313 when I was 14 years old. Yeah, yeah. Then I got into high school and I really didn't run marathons anymore. You know, I became more interested in running shorter, faster stuff. But um, I do enjoy the long distance. I just didn't um, really want to run marathons anymore, yeah. Oh yes, you heard correctly. Jennifer was running marathons and quite well 
before she was even in high school. Jennifer did go on to run competitively for several more years, but like she mentioned, she focused on shorter distances. For college, she attended the University of California at Berkeley, which is where she studied nutrition and food science. During this time, she also met Brian Maxwell, who was an incredible runner in his own right. Brian was competitive at an international level in the marathon. The two of them got together, they made Power Bar, they became a couple, they got married, and they started a family. Running was there the whole time, and very notably, it was weaved into a huge part of Jennifer Maxwell's adult life, motherhood. And, you know, I do have six children running through pregnancy and running through, you know, having children. And what that means to me is huge. And then passing on my absolute love and passion for running with my kids. That's, that's huge for me. Of course, you know, I mean, I, I ran during my pregnancies. Uh, you know, most of the time, I, towards the last couple months, I would probably do more walking. I was pretty cautious, but it was important for me to get out there and still feel the flight, as I say, a little bit of running your shuffle at that point. So running during pregnancy is a big, a big thing for me. And then the recuperation, right? Because you wipe it on the weight and you get a little bit out of shape. You got to let your body heal. And then running as a mom, a nursing mom. So that transformation process, so every time I would have a child, there was another transformation process. Um, I always had to believe in my ability to transform <laughs> and adapt. And, um, and I did that six times, which is a lot of, a lot of um, times to, you know, have to bear a child and carry the child. And, and um, my role as a mom and pass that love of running onto my kids has been it's just huge. You know, plus the joy I've had, you know, pushing the baby joggers. Um, you know, I love pushing my kids running. Brad and I had two double baby joggers, you know, we're out there with two each. It's pretty funny on the trails. Yeah, I mean, involving my kids in running has been huge. I mean, all my kids run to some degree. Some of them it's just a little bit here and there. You know, they run with me or they run to stay in shape kind of thing. And then but two of my kids are very, very competitive. It's never, a, you know, obligatory thing. My daughter started running first and, you know, she just kind of followed suit. She's the only girl. So I have six kids, one girl. So she followed me, I think, just naturally. And just was super talented and got into it. I never pushed her. And she just um, decided to form her own identity and her own goals. And that's her path. And then my son, Christopher, was kind of a little bit after Julia. And um, has formed his life around running as well. And um, I think I feel, I feel um, happy and prideful that I've been able to provide a role model to them. So that's kind of cool. It's really fun to see that. And um, the joy that brings me is phenomenal. There's a little bit of sadness in that too, though, because Brian, who was an Olympic marathon runner, um, didn't get to see his kids run. Yeah, that's hard. I feel that they are carrying the torch a little, which is really cool to see. And I believe in the afterlife, I believe in the spirit, and I believe that Brian is, is present, and they feel it. So. so when Brian passed away, 
and he passed away of a um, congenital heart defect. I get very choked up when I'm talking about it. But he passed away running. He uh, basically his heart gave out. He had a bicuspid valve instead of a tricuspid valve, and he was born with that. He knew he had it, so he he competed against all odds. I mean, he excelled phenomenally, even given that that physiological defect of his heart valve. Right? So pushing himself the way he did, um, he did pass away during a run. It was quite traumatic for me and for many of our, our kids. And I think that that experience of the trauma of, not just because he was running, but I think I was pretty traumatized. And I think racing, um, I, at that moment after he passed away, I just kind of lost ambition for racing. I just didn't want to push myself like that anymore. Maybe some of it was fear, um, but a lot of it was just the trauma that I experienced. I just felt like racing was just like this whole nother ball of like, oh my God, I have to get ready for this, and this obligation that I have to train hard, and perform, and I just, I just didn't feel like I had the strength to take that on. And I just wanted to run for me and not run with any expectation. Yeah. Yeah, it was hard to give up. I mean, I did a few low races here and there, and then I realized, well, I'm not really enjoying it the way because I just don't feel like I can perform the way that I want to. So I'd rather not race and be disappointed. You know, when you race, you want to get the best out of yourself, you want to train appropriately. And I'm like, I just don't. And also, having the responsibility of mothering six children, it just was too much. You know, when you had a partner to help you with parenting, it's like, <laughs> I'm just trying to get through life. <laughs> I don't need another responsibility of trying to plan my training program, <laughs> right? So I wanted running to be a, a source of my sanctuary and peace, not uh, not not something I have to like focus on. But I think I love running. Right? I just love, it doesn't matter if I'm, you know, what speed. Again, it goes back to like, well, that's my identity. I'm not going to give up my identity. It morphed and changed, but I'm not going to give it up. It's what I am, and it's, it's something I do, but it's also just such a part of me. Um, you know, so it wasn't a question. I, plus, just the, the, the good feelings you get from running. You know, you need to take care of yourself. And, and there was some time, there were some years. I mean, it took me years to recuperate from that trauma. And you need to take care of yourself and, you know, and sometimes I'm like, well, you know what, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling super tired, then I'll just walk, right? But I need to get out. I need to get out to clear my mind and to feel healthy and to feel my heart and, and, and lungs working. For me, that kept me alive. So it wasn't a matter of not running. I knew that was, that was what was keeping me going. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
Running helped Jennifer process the tragedy of Brian's passing and maintain her wellness throughout the overwhelm of raising six young children on her own. It also served as inspiration for Jennifer's next big passion. And when I look at myself as a musician, which is relatively new, I've been a, a drummer for um, about 13 years, 13, 14 years, I think. How did running lead me to drumming and becoming a musician? I mean, it was a tragedy in my life for losing my husband that made me search, soul search, for incorporating something new into my life. And I was drawn to the drums and drawn to music. And I think drums in particular because of the similarities with drumming particularly and running because you have um, a constant tempo, right? So you're running long and you have your heartbeat, you have your breath, you have your gait of your legs, right? So you have this constant tempo as a runner and as a drummer, you have that constant tempo. And so there, there's a lot of similarities in that. Um, that dynamicness, right, of the two things between running and drumming. You also have the ability to do each by yourself, right? So you have that peace and that centering of your mind and spirit and body with running as well as music as a, a singular entity, as you're just on your own, right, in your studio or on the trail or on the track or on the, wherever you are. Um, do it on your and by yourself. But you also have the ability to do it as a group, as a camaraderie, as a social event, right? You can go run races with lots of people. You can run group runs with lots of people, but you can also compete, or you can also experience your music with ensembles in groups, in small bands, in large bands, uh, performing. So you have that ability. And you have to have faith in everything's gonna be okay, right? So you enter a race, you do want to do a workout, you're going to be uncomfortable, you're unsure of the result. And it's the same thing, same thing with music, right? You're going to go perform in front of people, you're going to play with an ensemble, you're going to play with other musicians, you're going to play tunes that maybe you're familiar with, maybe you're not, and everything's going to be okay. And you, you know, I play mostly jazz, so with jazz, you're improvising you know, constantly. So within that improvisation means that you're interpreting your surroundings, you're interpreting what's going on with your fellow musicians and you're interpreting what's going on in your head and you have to react. But you also have to have that confidence to know that everything's going to be okay. The connections did not end there. This in-the-moment confidence, this ability to react and respond to the changing environment, Well, that was something that could also be said about being out on the trails, which is where Jennifer has done a lot of her running. Um, Yeah, running on the trails, you've got changing dynamic environment. You know, you're more out in nature. So you've got your rocks and your roots. You've got the uphill and the downhill. You've got mud. You know, you might have an animal, right? So you've got a dynamic environment that um, you're reacting to. Another similarity I would add at the end is just the um, discipline, right? So to be an athlete, particularly if you're a competitive athlete, it does take a lot of discipline to get out there and to, and to train and to plan your workouts and to persevere through being uncomfortable. But also with musician, to become a musician, a performing musician, it takes discipline to acquire the skill that it takes to, to play 
in public, right? Um, there's a lot of discipline when, when it comes to learning an instrument. And I think that typically people say it takes about 40,000 hours. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of many, many years of really practicing your craft and um, having the discipline of being a musician. So there's, there's quite a few similarities, as I, I said, between um, being an athlete and being a musician. So, you know, running has is, is really formed a lot of who I am and a lot of um, how connected I am with my body and with the environment, being outside, because I'd say 90% of my running has been on trails. So running to me represents, it, you know, it's morphed into something very different as it was when I was a teenager and in my competitive years, and I'm not competitive anymore, but it has morphed into meaning something different to me now just to be able to continue running is my goal and to continue feeling good and um, being outside enjoying nature and really enjoying the peace and soul searching and forming new goals and maybe running can be collaborative with if you run with other people or it can be a source of um, tranquility if you're running by yourself i think that the um the clearing of the mind when you're when you're running it's kind of like you have to be present then and there. You know, don't have other distractions and concerns. But I think that's one of the great things about running, particularly going in, into nature. It's an opportunity to put everything else aside and just be in the then and there. And just listening to your breathing, playing your footsteps, you're experiencing the elements, the wind, or the, the rain, or the fog, or the heat, or the cold, whatever it is, right, in your elements as you just you're experiencing, you're in your body, and just kind of letting go of um, a lot of your other concerns that are going on in your life. And that's one of the beauties of running. Running continues to serve Jennifer in myriad ways. And even while she hasn't trained for a specific event or pinned on a number in years, running still continues to be a place where Jennifer can challenge herself. That aspect of setting a little bit of a goal and challenge yourself and accomplishing it. You know, just thinking, okay, I want to do these repeats and I want to feel the flight, right? I want to feel the speed that I have in my legs. I want to feel my heart and my breathing sustained in a way that um, is a little bit challenging for me, right? Right. So it, 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 I think it's, um, it's stimulating all parts of myself as a runner rather than just going slowly and going through the motions. It's like, okay, I'm gonna go faster and I'm gonna make sure that I can still feel good with this challenge that I'm giving myself. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's just physical too. I wanna to feel the flight. I wanna run fast because I enjoy running fast. <laughs> so keeping my body in, in, in enough shape where I, I feel that I can still accomplish that flight and, and running fast is, is how I kind of identify myself now as a runner. Running is a steady backbeat in Jennifer's life. It's changed its rhythm and tone, but it has always been there. And as she's embarked on this new venture of life, reiterating in the market category that she helped create, her regular running pursuits continue to provide an important foundation all the way up to that very morning when she and I spoke. So I get up early. And yeah, it's kind of cloudy. We just scattered. There was the hurricane that came through um, a couple of days, which the day before, Southern California, right? So, in the Bay Area, we're just getting a little bit of the 
the outskirts of it so it was cloudy and a little bit misty and very windy last night so there's leaves everywhere and i get up around 6 it's 30 light and i thought i'm going to do a you know today's manufacturing day so i need to get into work early so i'm going to get up fairly early and run about 35 40 minutes at the most and um see how i feel first of all i always preface with okay see how i feel because <laughs> if i don't feel well i have to be like okay well I'll take it easy, right? Versus, hey, if I feel good, I'm gonna um, push myself and try to run fast today because it's been a little a few days um, since I've been able to get that, that fast kind of goal, that like I said, that goal for myself. And so I warm up about 10 minutes and I start, you know, doing a little bit of drills down and on the pavement that has a side of dirt on the side of it. But I'm on the bike path this morning because I want to go flat. Usually, if I run fast, I like to go more on the flat and. Um, Feel pretty good, pretty loose, nothing's hurting, and um, you know, it's beautiful and cool. So I'm gonna go out about two miles, turn around, come back, do some little sprints. I don't wear a watch, you know, I used to wear a watch, right? So that's an indicator of, well, I identify myself differently because I don't have a watch, right? So I'm going with how I feel, and I'm approximating, okay, I'm gonna go on with this, this speed or this drill for about a minute maybe a minute and a half the most, as long as I feel good. And I'll do that for a series of maybe eight of them and uh, warm down and call it a day. And so I'm out there doing that and I'm, there's other runners on the bike path and we say hi to each other. And um, it's pretty early, so it's not very crowded, but uh, just feeling that, that cool morning breeze, thinking about my day, finishing up and going back and then realizing that I'm doing my responsibilities of the day. So for me, that morning run is a chance to center. It's a chance to, to feel um, the air, to breathe, to feel alive, feel at peace, and sort of get myself organized for um, the challenges of the day. And so that's um, you know, why I really enjoy running, particularly in the morning. And that brings us to the end of Jennifer Maxwell's story. For now, of course. I just, I really love the fact that as Jennifer has evolved either by choice or by circumstance, her running has evolved with her. And I don't know, there's just something really beautiful about that. So I want to thank Jennifer Maxwell for sharing her story and for demonstrating the many ways that we can continue to show up as runners throughout our life. I also want to thank Jennifer for creating energy bars. I mean, really, before that, there wasn't anything. I remember when Power Bar came out. I was a young bike racer, and I ate a lot of Power Bars. There were no goos. There were no blocks. That was it. It was Power Bars or bananas or the Fig Bars that you could get at the health food store in the bulk section. So, yes, thank you, Jennifer for creating this sector that serves all of us athletes. And I'm really excited to see Jennifer back at it with Jambar. She's filling a void that she saw in the market for a product that features premium organic ingredients. And she's manufacturing her bars in Marin County, which is also a place that is close to my heart. I used to live there and it is gorgeous. And one fun fact about where she makes the bars is that at some point in time, it was a sound studio and the Grateful Dead recorded there. So the musical connections in Jennifer's life just keep coming. 
And another fun connection, and it really was just a coincidence, is that J-A-M are Jennifer's initials, Jennifer Ann Maxwell. So all of this just seems like a fitting next chapter in her life. The other thing to mention about Jambar that is really cool is that a full 50% of after-tax profits go to organizations that support active living and music programs. A big part of their mission is creating community and supporting community. So thank you to Jennifer and her team for all the good work that they're doing. And I wish Jennifer all the best in her new ventures. And no doubt she will keep running all the while. Of course, I will provide links in the show notes to keep up with Jennifer and Jambar. And I will provide links to the Masters of Running podcast and the Planted Runner And, of course, all the ways that you can keep up with women's running stories. Thank you so much for being here. I always appreciate you listening. I would also love it if you rate and review the show. Thank you so much. Of course, I do not make women's running stories all by myself. Cormac O'Regan provides all of the original music that you hear, and he makes that music in his studio here in Cork, Ireland. I am Cherie Louise Turner coming to you from my home studio closet, also in Cork, Ireland. And until next week, I wish you healthy, joyful strides forward. Women's running, running, running. Running Running stories. stories. Hear Her Sports is a podcast for everyone who loves stories by and about women striving to improve and make a difference in their lives. I am your host, Elizabeth Emery, a former professional cyclist. In every episode, I introduce a female athlete or woman in the business of sport through a thoughtful conversation about who they are and the terrific work they're doing. My guests and I explore the glorious and frustrating issues in sports, history, equity, training, nutrition, and so much more. Join us for inspiration, for community, and for love of being a strong athletic woman.